0: My last 14 seed in the end of Thursday's releases at number 55, I have the Summit League. Finally, Max Avesmus is gone from Oral Roberts and the entire rest of the Summit League is celebrating. They dominated this league a year ago, going 18-0 in the conference, then 3-0 in the conference tournament, 21 consecutive Summit League dubs last season. And I then watched them get demolished by Duke in the NCAA Tournament 75-52 to and end Abe's time in Oral Roberts as well as ending Paul Mills' time in Oral Roberts as he moved on to Wichita State because of Abe's departure and others. I'll get into you in a second. But I have South Dakota State, once again, all is right in the world, taking over this Summit League as they so commonly do up in the top two of this conference, it seems, year after year. They lost their second and third leading scorers, Matt Dentlinger and Alex Arians. 12-5 Twelve and five, and nine and five type guys, but bringing back Zeke Mayo, little bit of a do it all guy. Eighteen points, six boards, three and a half assists last season. Shot at thirty seven percent from three. Charlie Easley's back, eight point a game guy. Shot at forty eight percent. Matthew Mims also averaged eight. William Kyle inside averaged nine and five. Luke Apple in 14 minutes averaged six and a half points a game last year. Um, I believe he only played in five games this past season and was a nine point per game guy the year prior. So getting him healthy, having missed him all last year will be huge and feel like another guy's added to the rotation that they didn't have last year. They bring in a transfer out of Wyoming that saw the floor unlimited uh, limited action 11 minutes a game last year in the Mountain West, but he's a 7-footer that should help out South Dakota State on the interior, but him back Mayo, getting Apple healthy to go along with those 8, 9-point-per-game guys, I look for South Dakota State to win this Summit League Conference. Two other teams, though, in the same tier, North Dakota State. They lost Grant Nelson. He was a human highlight reel. It seems like you'd see his clips game after game, him flying through the lane, hammering home dunks, dribbling between the legs on the perimeter, knocking down step backs, had a very versatile game, and will certainly be a big piece lost. But they return essentially the entire rest of the rotation. Their second to eight leading scorers are all back, most notably notably Bowdoin Skunkbird averaged 15 and five shot at 40 percent from three last year I watched this North Dakota State team at ORU just continue to fight got down 19 in the first half came back then got down 16 at the under seven mark and they'd cut it to four with just a couple minutes to go in that game ended up losing by eight Andrew Morgan also back over 10 points a game, over five rebounds last year, and three seven-point-per-game guys are back. There are no transfers for this North Dakota State team. It's just freshman in, but they were able to finish third in this league last year. ORU losing Avesmas. I look to finish behind them, even with North Dakota State losing Grant Nelson. Due to the continuity, I've got them at two, just behind South Dakota State. ORU, I have slotted in, also in this same tier, but I've got him at three. Russell Springman in his first season as the head coach. As I mentioned, watch ORU win by eight at home against North Dakota State and then get blown out by Duke in the NCAA tournament. One of the best scorers in the country. Led him to a heroic run a couple years back. All the way to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. Max Avesmus, gone. Also gone. Is seven plus footer. Connor Vanover averaged 13 and 7. Carlos Juergens, who averaged 9, has gone. lose Patrick, who averaged 8 and 5. So a lot of key pieces, as you can tell, are gone. The main returners, Isaac McBride, 41% three-point shooter. This entire team, it seemed, was lethal from there. Averaged 12 points per game last year. Kareem Thompson, Average eight and a half and six. And DeShang Weaver averaged six and a half last year, shot at 43% from three. Thompson a 39% three-point shooter. I look for all of those guys to no doubt step up in their production, in their usage. Can they be anywhere close to as efficient as they were last year. One guy that his efficiency should step up, because I watched him in high school, he was an elite, elite shooter, originally started his career at OU, but transferred down to ORU, it's Trey Phipps. I expected him to receive more minutes for this ORU team, but he wasn't as effective as I thought he could be at this level. Just shot at 34% from three. I look for him to be much improved this year, but those are the only four main guys returning. They do bring in a transfer out of Rutgers that played six minutes a game last year. Um, unproven Texas A&M guy. a unproven BYU transfer. A Juco. So not a lot of proven pieces on this roster. Only three have averaged more than four points a game a season prior. This team lost a lot. I don't see them winning the summit but I still think they could remain in that top tier with their shooting ability and what they bring back. Kansas City is who I have in a tier below. Kansas City and St. Thomas are that next tier. At 4 and 5, Western Illinois has less left this conference so it is just a 9 team league now. UMKC went 7 and 11 last year, good for tied 6. They have a lot of graduate transfers on this team. Brought in a D2 transfer out of Lincoln that averaged 17, 5, and and 3.5 last year. 39% three-point shooter. Also a transfer out of Chattanooga that averaged six points a game in 16 minutes in the SoCon a year ago. They lose their top two leading scorers. Mitchell and Allen were both 17-point-per-game guys for this team, but the rest of the rotation is all back. Third to ninth leading scorers all back. And most notably, bringing back a 13-point-per-game guy that only played in four games. Miller Kopp's brother, Anderson Copp shot at 44% from three in that limited action. But he just might lead this team in scoring this year and is probably the best shooter on the team for sure. St. Thomas I have at 5 Went 500 last year, doing just an incredible job in their transition from the Division Three ranks to Division One. They're a bad defensive team, but this team has no problem putting the ball in the hole. That may get a little bit more difficult this season. Losing Andrew Rode, losing Riley Miller, um, those are tough pieces to replace. Rode, a 17 point per game guy last year. But they bring back four of their top six, a 15.5-and-a-half rebound scorer in Parker Bjorklund. Add in a NAIA Player of the Year, and Raheem Anthony averaged 25-9-4-and-a-half, shot at 42% from three. Yes, it's a big jump in competition from the NAIA ranks to D1, but he's a scorer, rebounder, passer, just a basketball player, nonetheless, that should still have success for St. Thomas. And this has been a team that jumping up from D3 to D1 hadn't been that difficult for them thus far. Brooks Allen averaged 9-4 and four last year. Kendall Blue averaged about seven and a half. Both of those guys will be back that were in that top six. Outside of Anthony, the NAIA, or excuse me, D3, All-American, played in D3. Um, Outside of him, it will just be freshman. North Dakota is who I have at 6. Finished 6-12. and Tied 8 last year. But four of their top five leading scorers are back. B.J. Omont averaged 12. And inside, I don't even know how to pronounce. I'm going to try. Sart Sedais, no, I mean, that was just butchered. Averaged 11 points, 5.5 boards. They do bring in an Iowa State transfer that had a tough time seeing the floor there. And a James Madison transfer, but the JMU transfer probably will need a waiver. That would be a game changer for this team to try to get into the middle of the pack in this summit league. At number seven, sorry, North Dakota, I have a tier below St. Thomas. Six through nine is all in the same tier to me. Number seven, I've got Nebraska Omaha. Went four and 14 last year. Good for last in the summit, didn't have a double-digit winning season, but they bring back their four leading scorers. So you hope with that continuity that perhaps they can be better this season, bringing back four guys that averaged eight or more points. Three of those guys were double-figure scorers. Frankie Fiddler averaged 15 and six for this team. They were a very bad basketball team last year. But they're getting to run it back, at least with their main contributors, to where you should see improvements. Denver, I have an 8th, went 6-12, and tight 8th after a very good non-conference. They lose th- 3 of their top 5 leading scores, actually 5 of their top 7, including 3 double figure guys. But their leader is back in Tommy Bru- Bruner, 16 points, 4 assists a game last year tainamo averaged 11 and six and a half shot 42 percent from three from denver those will be their two leaders but there is so much unproven on the roster outside of that in fact only one other guy played more than 12 minutes a game last year and it was at utsa was a seven point per game guy should help him nice transfer in the transfer market Brought in a Utah guy that played five minutes a game as well. Brought in a Grand Canyon transfer. Made the NCA tournament. Played about eight minutes a game. But all of those guys are going to obviously have to step up in, this, in their production. I've got Denver at eight. Dead last, I have South Dakota at ninth. Or, yes, ninth in this league. Got a little confused. Thought it was a 10-team league. But again, Western Illinois gone. South Dakota... Had a very disappointing year last year. I thought they were going to be much better than what they were. And now they're losing six of their seven leading scorers. So I don't have high hopes for the Coyotes in this season. Most impactful transfer might be Caleb Stewart. Averaged five points a game last year at Louisiana Tech. But man, they are not bringing back much that you can be really excited about. I mean, only one guy... Average more points than Caleb Stewart's five points a game last year in D1, and that's Paul Bruns, the only main returner from the rotation who scored 9-4 and for this team a year ago. Significant drop-off for South Dakota. I look for them to be in the bottom four, alongside North Dakota, Omaha, and Denver. But up at the top, I have South Dakota State once again returning to where they belong up at the top of the summit. It was a good run ORU, but I have North Dakota State at 2. In my home state, Oral Roberts Golden Eagles at three in Russ Springman's first year.